What? 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 We're in the same room? It's so much easier to do this from the safe confines of my house in Los Angeles. I'm still I'm still looking at the screen instead of you, even though you're here. This is like when you go to a bar and there's a mirror in the back and you make eye contact in the mirror rather than looking at the person you're sitting next to. It's like when you go to a bar on a first date and your breath is terrible, so you just kind of look away from your date when you talk to them. Sorry, sorry. I can do the whole podcast like this. No, no, no. It's, it's not you. It's me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good. So, hi, everybody. This is weird. We are broadcasting live in person from London. I believe this is in France. London, France. Yeah. Underpants. Um, we've seen London. We've seen France. Same time because it's London, France. Yeah, the something about a ch- English Channel, something like that. Well, in case you haven't figured it out on your own, because you're stupid, <laughs> dumbass. Jeff and I are in the same place. Wow, 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 wow! And that place is London, England, the United Kingdom. His Majesty's United <laughs> Kingdom. Oh, great! Weird. Don't it's know like why Trump, I went there. It's like Trump's America. <laughs> it does sound it does sound like not politically correct for it to be His Majesty's United Kingdom. Like no, no, no. Finally, finally, one for the boys. Okay, I mean it's <laughs> it's been enough. It's been enough of a a queen a queen reigning for how long? Like two hundred years. I think it's about time rich white men had their day. Hashtag, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've, we've been here. This is Jeff's uh, lovely home. You might recognize it from half of our podcast. Yes. Um, but tonight it is all, it is whole, the whole podcast. So, all right. So Jeff, so thank you for, thank you for having me here. It's already been, it's been, how many days has it been? It has been Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, five days. Five days. Wow. Okay. That is why it feels like a week. Cause five days is almost a week, even though it seems like it's kind of also a weekend, but yeah. It's been a business week. We, I'll say this, this will be a slower, unfunnier podcast than normal tonight because we've really been kind of burning it at both ends this week. Um, Skylar got here and immediately we've just been like off to the races. Um, There's just so much to do and there's just so much culture here. Have you never felt that? So much alcoholism to cultivate. But we have drank a bit. We have drank. Well, for me, it's been a lot. For the average human being and the average European, it's probably a substandard amount of drinking. I was going to say, actually, even like by London standards, like I feel like we're not even drinking a lot. It's just like it adds up. It's like it's every day. Well, we're having lunch in a pub, so I might as well have two beers and then and there. And then now I'm tired all the time. And, and then we got to meet up with people later and they're going to want drinks. Yeah. And you're like, I've got my whiskey drink. I've got my vodka drink. You got your soda drink. No, what's the other? You got your cider drink. But I've been getting knocked down, and I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get up again. He gets knocked down. He don't get up again. He stays down like a... <laughs> yeah, it's called scrub thumping. Um, <laughs> so so it's been a crazy trip so far, but let's, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Yes. So Jeff and I, after a little bit of initial frolicking around London, around the... We don't want to dox you and say where you live, right? I think we have before. I mean, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood of like Regent's Park, that area, if you know, relatively north-ish central London. His address is, no, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but one of the first things we did was we t- 
booked a trip, and by booked a trip, I mean Jeff drove eight hours uh, cumulatively. There were no trains running, which is really what I wanted to do is take the train. But So we drove up, and I was thinking that we just drive up, go to the game, and drive back. And everyone keeps telling me that Manchester's like two and a half, three hours away. It's It's not. It's like three and a half hours away and whenever you're three and a half hours away if you know anything about driving three and a half hours that's five hours because you you will inevitably stop somewhere there will inevitably be an accident or road work or both or just english roads there'll be a roundabout with a stop sign in the middle of it that you don't or a stop light that you don't see until you've already gone around the curve and then you have to slam on the brakes how long is five hours of driving with skylar on the left hand side of the car uh constantly <laughs> overreaching his backseat driver abilities i'm used to driving with two small children in the car and i'd say you're only mildly more annoying than that so that's pretty good looks like things can change it looks like people can work on themselves <laughs> and improve <laughs> yeah but so we we went to manchester for uh manchester united versus uh saudi arabia united and i think we can both agree that it was well worth every dollar and minute spent to get there to see a thrilling match like that where the goals were flying in left, right, and center. There was a goal, and it was our objective of going <laughs> to the match, and that was the only goal uh, that happened as the match finished nil-nil uh, Newcastle, nil United, nil. So, like, since we were both there, like, it doesn't even have to be the the, the minutes of the match. Like, what, what was it like going there? Like, even from an Arsenal fan's perspective, uh, like, what, what, what was it like? One thing that surprised me about going there and just about you as a person is how much you like walking places. And so we so we had we were staying pretty pretty close to like in the center downtown. Like if you're looking at a Google map, it's the shaded brown area of the city where there's a bunch of stuff around. We're near where like the Lion King is if you're familiar with uh Manchester. So whatever theater that is, that's where we were staying. And out in Salford, where the team actually plays at Old Trafford, uh, that was where we needed to get to. And we decided to walk there. It was around lunchtime. We had a couple hours until kickoff. And we figured, I'm sure that if we walk across an entire city, we'll see a restaurant. A Chipotle. Like, it literally, I mean, like, there was a point where I think we would have been very accepting of, like, a KFC or whatever. But we walked pretty much the entirety of the city I, and I think we counted three businesses, not just restaurants, not any, but like there was like a, there was one convenience store. I think there was like a tanning salon for the wags. And then, uh, yes. So uh, Wayne Rooney's wife, wife coming out of, uh, does he have a wife? I don't even Colleen. know. Colleen. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Because, I know because she has chat shit before with uh, Jamie Vardy's wife. And Rebecca Vardy got banged. Um, I'm sure. I mean, a lot of people have been banged. Don't <laughs> don't, don't sure slash him. No, I'm um, not. I'm not. No, that's not what it's about. <laughs> oh, okay. But but so yeah, you're right. So there was three total businesses, uh, and there was maybe one pub restaurant that we decided to pass on because that's how dire it was. It was Kieran Dyer. Yeah, it was, it was it, Eric Dyer. I honestly, I really doubt if it was a pub restaurant. It looked like the kind of place where it's like we'll open the can of beer for you and let you sit here and drink it. Um, it was a depressed restaurant. <laughs> it was awful. Um, but we did. I ended up having peanuts for most of lunch that day because we were. Yeah, we walked by, grabbed a beer, 
Skyler grabbed the worst soda that's ever been right. created. So I they saw like this baby can of Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Dream World flavor. And I've heard a lot about it. People are like, oh, that's weird. And that's sort of the only review I've gotten. And I'm like, I'm in Manchester. Of course I'm going to try an American <laughs> soda. Um, so obviously he was pretty surprised when it turned out to be a weird soda. It tasted like ass. And so I, <laughs> I had a sip of it and immediately threw it out, which would become the motif of the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should have that. We should have done more things like that. We should have walked into the game and be like, "They're not on it today." Walked out of the stadium, took gone. a sip of the game after four hours of driving for it. We took a so. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but we took a we took a sip of the Liverpool Manchester City game afterwards, and then we were like, "I'm not standing in this bar because again, going back towards Central Manchester from Old Trafford, there's really not." We figured like, oh, well, there'll be a bunch of places. Everyone has raved about Manchester, and they were all so wrong and incorrect about that. I was con- So Jeff told me that, and I was confused because other than a few people who are like Manchester locals their whole life that are podcasts that I follow, I've never heard anyone speak that favorably about it because normally it's about like transfer rumors and it's about other players visiting Manchester <laughs> and being like, I'd rather play for Juventus, Barcelona, Madrid. And after having gone for the second time, uh, and this is the first time really exploring any of the city because last time it was like an in and out uh, for a Hull city United match. Um, yeah. I, I get the, I get why, um, Frankie de Jong was like, I'd rather stay here for my full salary if that's at all <laughs> possible and not and not go there. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> to be totally fair, and I mean, I guess I've already sort of doxed us enough. You can map quest this. If you know Manchester better than we do, tweet us at Tweet the Soccer. Tell us where we should have gone. But it it was very like from the Lion King theater that we slept in the rafters of to the stadium there was nothing but i kind of got the feeling that if we had just gone a little tiny bit the other way we would have been fine we would have seen a bunch of cool stuff but we kind of didn't so i don't know i don't think that we gave manchester a totally fair shot and we were we were in and out within less than 24 hours so here's the crazy part you've got the united diehard fan that's like i don't enjoy manchester and you've got the arsenal fan that's like give it a chance i just i i've heard so many great things that I, I would like to go another time, maybe. Like if I'm in the neighborhood for something else. Uh, I'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but but so, so a little bit about the match. Um, I feel like we could explain this match very quickly because not a ton happened except a few dramatic moments. But mostly, I mean, what? let's hear from, from the Arsenal fan. What, what was your experience of, I mean, yes, Old Trafford is I there, mean- but then the match. I, in general, like as much as I am not a United fan, obviously, I, I was pretty pumped just to see Old Trafford as like this cathedral of football that I'm in a different denomination of. But I have to say, it, I expect I was expecting it to be shittier, like because <laughs> there's so much like people talk so much shit about Old Trafford now and how it's falling apart. And I was like, oh, it was like fine. Like, it, you know, it seemed fine to me, like maybe structurally it was falling apart. Maybe if I had jumped up and down, the whole thing would have crumbled or something. But Seemed pretty good. There were like plenty of restrooms, um, even like decent amount of like concessions. Like there was paint. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've definitely seen games in worse stadiums easily. Um, so I, I kind of dug it, and it had a pretty good atmosphere considering how shitty the the uh, the product on the field was. Do you remember the nicest police officer ever? 
yeah, so Jeff and I, all right, so first of all, Jeff's like, let's get some road beers. And I'm like, is that legal? That's, <laughs> it's not legal in America at all. But um, it is here. Yeah, yeah. And almost everywhere outside of America. But then, so we're walking around with with a plastic beer bottle. It's like, it looks like a beer bottle, but it's a beer plastic thing. Yes. Um, and we're walking around with it and we walk past like the entry gates just with these beer bottles and the cop, this cop stops us, but like, he's so polite about it. And I'm used to like, I don't know, cops tearing my patella. Uh, so <laughs> it was a very different experience. He was like, Oh, so sorry. So sorry, but you can't bring those in. And we're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and like, we went back and. To be fair, we're not dumb enough that we tried to bring beer into the stadium, but even just in the vicinity, there's like a certain point where you're not allowed to bring it anymore. We didn't know that. So, but uh, yeah, very nice cop. I feel bad. This is before I knew it was a plastic bottle. So I tried to stab him with it and I I did that thing of like, and it just did nothing. And he thought it was a joke because what a dumb thing to do. Right. And I kind of played it off, but um, unfortunately he's still alive. That was Jeff's audition for Arsenal Fan TV was to try and stab a <laughs> Manchester cop with a bottle. You got some real street cred with troops on that. The the food around the place was kind of interesting because <clears throat> there was dozens and dozens of like little like almost carnival looking food stands. That all had the same lame ass shit. Or the same vibe at the very least. Like yeah. even if there were different f- foods that were being sold. Like this one was like a baked potato place. This one was like a fish and chips one. This one was a ribs one. No, this one was burgers at dogs. It None of them looked like this is what you want in you for the next couple hours. It did feel like all of them were like necessity food of like you haven't eaten for two days. Or like you realize that you've drank way too much and aren't going to make it through the match unless you get something in your stomach. Which I guess that's probably what it is. Yeah, so we we eschewed that. We we avoided that, right? What did we get? Yeah. Did we get anything? I you had no. peanuts. Yeah, we just we we just got beer and cider and more beer in the stadium. I had that bag of peanuts. I don't know how you made it to dinner without that. Uh, a crippling eating disorder. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, I've worked very hard. Um, but we did have what I thought was a lovely curry and samosa shot and all that afterwards. Although you were not as impressed as I was. I So the last time I was in Manchester, we went to this like kind of fancy formal Indian place. And I wish I had remembered the name of it because I would have said, let's go there again. Because mm. it, was, it was great. Uh, if, if anything, we would have been too underdressed for it. But we went to a different spot and it was it was decent. Yeah, but it's like, these. like I guess the standard is like, all right, we're in the UK. All the Indian food we consume should be better than what I can get in Los Angeles. Yeah, and I did think that that was wow. uh, considering Indian food is a seventh of my diet when I'm when I'm at home. But you know, maybe I'm just a fucking you, rain you eat, cloud. <laughs> you eat Indian. You eat Indian food like once a once week, a week at home. probably. Wow. And That's like, awesome. There's like this one restaurant that. that should know my name by now, but they don't. They don't care. Um, but so so to the match. So this was a match that, despite the fact that Newcastle is right behind United in the in the league table, uh, the expectation was should be able to get a win at home. Right. And what ended up happening, and that, you know, this might be oversimplifying it, but please interject or, mm-hmm. or layer on top. Um, the entire match, and if you're watching this now, uh, you've probably heard it said a million times on other podcasts, but the uh, ref, which I think was Craig Pawson, I want to believe, okay. uh, 
I couldn't cool. recognize him from the stands, but yeah, he's like one of the newer-ish ones, right? I know the name. Yeah. Uh, like only have, a few years in. Maybe. Yeah, I don't have his, um, what the fuck's it called? The like what's the ice cream cone CD. that they eat here? You don't have Cornetto? his ice cream cone. I don't have his like Cornetto trading card from like the World Cup, the Craig Pawson <laughs> referee. Cornetto rookie. makes trading cards? Yeah, I feel I like know. that was like the original. It was like either Cornetto or it was like Panini or something like that. Some kind of panini press thing? No, I, panini might also be. Is it ice like cream. a brand? Oh. There's, there's, imagine a trading card coming with a toasted sandwich. That makes like a toasted ice cream sandwich <laughs> makes even less sense. That's that'd be the panini ice cream. You call the very one-sided match. Uh, Strangely and, so, in, yeah. in my opinion, there were multiple, let's say, borderline penalty uh, opportunities for United, where like Jaden Sancho, Ronaldo. Uh, I want to say maybe one other even uh, didn't didn't even call a foul for any of those like play on, uh, which would be okay if that was the game he was calling both ways. But every time uh, a United player got close to a Newcastle player, bodied up on them, they went down and then they rolled around for two or so minutes. The time wasting was just out of this world in the Newcastle match. Um that that like really blew me away. Even like, you know, ten minutes into the match, they were like, "Oh, it's nil nil. Let's like run this thing out." And it was, it was pretty wild that way. But I, you know, and the thing that I kept going back on because, I mean, as I've said before, obviously, no horse in this race. I don't particularly, you know, care. But just being in Old Trafford, I kept thinking, "Am I? Am I being swayed by this crowd of sixty five thousand fans? Like, is it just me, or?" Are they not calling anything United's way and calling everything, um, you know, Newcastle's way? So this is pulled from Opta. Uh, in that match, the ball was in play for 53.4% of the match time, including injury time. 20 games have seen a lower ratio than this in the 2022-23 Premier League. Overall match time was 98 minutes, 17 seconds. The ball was in play for 52 minutes, 31 seconds of that. That feels like some bullshit. So they managed to waste forty minutes, which is a lot. Um, After we've wasted four hours driving, <laughs> it, yeah, they, they wasted almost as much time on the match as we did. Um, I think to me, the, the, it was a hard. That's a weird stat. I saw that stat too before this, and it's like the twenty games. When see so when you think about that, it's like, well, I had to do the math of like, well, wait, there's twenty clubs that have all played about ten games, so there's been about two hundred games. So they're comfortably in the 90th percentile of time wasting this season in a match that, you know what I mean? This, they weren't playing, you know, no offense, but they weren't playing man city today. They weren't playing like a top of the league kind of club where it's like, you know, you're going to grind the whole time. It's like on some level, just from pride, you would think they would go in and try to go toe to toe. Only two, was it one or two points uh, adrift of us in the table? And it was just like shit shithouse United Newcastle was, uh, and they were missing a few players. Like they were missing, uh, Alexander Isak, they were missing... Oh, what's his name? The really great dribbler, the left winger. Saint... Maximin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alain Saint-Maximin. Um, and I want to say a few others, uh, less reputable players. Um, but but they they came for a point, or they came to steal a game on a, a shitty goal. And at one point, I think it was like Bruno Bruno Gamarash, or it might have been Joel Joelleton. Mm. Joelington. Joelleton. Uh, Elton John 
uh, <laughs> hit the post twice in a row with two consecutive headers. That was early in the match, too. That would have really imagine how much more time they would have wasted with a one nil lead. <laughs> they, someone would have faked a heart attack and just killed, <laughs> yeah. killed the rest of the game. But the, the real weird moment, uh, there were a few. There were a few, like Fred missed a wide open goal. Yeah. Like he is a shit offensive player. Like I'm. Like, he's very offensive. This he's very offensive to to, to those who watch. Um, but it's <laughs> it's weird because I remember Fred having really good moments in past recently past seasons. But like, he's just not Brazilian enough. Like he, like like I can't think of another Brazilian player, including the the national team goalies, that would have missed that. That's very true. Like you you get the feeling that he didn't play futsal, you or, know, or I mean? football. <laughs> that I, like he just came from like a really great like smiling school yeah <laughs> he's I, just a nice guy yeah he's in church a lot apparently pastor fred um <laughs> but but so that happened rat when rashford was subbed on uh missed a clear header towards the end yeah um uh christian erickson was out due that to was illness. a close one where it's like i don't even necessarily knock the effort and it it's missed like, by six inches or so yeah you know it was just, but it's just not your when it's not your day it's not your day whereas the fred one is like I knew, it was, I knew. It was, the goalie was out of the goal. Like I won't say it was an open goal because I think there was a defender rocking around in there, but it was like it's it's about as close to an open goal as you get in the Premier League. Any other player on the pitch, including our defenders, I think would have put that away. Yeah, it's the one. It's one of those few where you're like, my dad could do that. McTominay would have scored. Yeah, uh, it was <clears throat> Casemiro would have put it away. Anyone and like, I'm sorry, Fred, if you're the one person listening on Twitch. Uh, what 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 are you doing? Uh, listening to this podcast, but but it was it was such a fucking bummer because that would have stolen it. Um, and then at one point there was I can't remember which defender pl- played a free kick to uh, Nick Pope in goal. Uh, Nick Pope took a touch, and then Ronaldo just picked it off his feet and scored. And then the official Pawson was just like, I don't think he meant to do it. So I'm not going to count it as a goal. Like intentions are now part of how you call a match. I did. So, all right, this is actually like a technical question that I don't know the answer to. Cause I rewatched that one too. And I noticed that the referee had his hand up like this the whole time. Does that mean, pulled it down. does that mean that you had, if your hand is up, cause may, all right, maybe I misremembered. If your hand is up, does that mean that the game is not started? Or is that I thought something that else? He pulled his hand down and it began. All right, well, I'll have to that's what this. I thought. I mean, it was hard. But was if his hard. hand was up, then it was like legit that he didn't score. I feel like I've read a lot of lukewarm right takes. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> listen, this guy <clears throat> kept me from sleeping. He keeps pumping me full of alcohol, and I'm supposed to remember match facts. Yeah, not a chance. But it was it was heartbreaking because it felt like uh, even though we only had a few shots on goal, which was shameful. Uh, we did. We we were smothering them. We had like had se- seventy something percent uh, procession, possession 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 possession. It was a procession perversion, and it, it was kind of a fucking bummer, like a nil nil. Like mm. we were joking beforehand, like maybe this is going <laughs> to yeah. be nil nil, and it was. Um, the people around us in the stands were, for the most part, pretty chill. Uh, as much as I felt like they were all tourists too, which I think is like, you know, I guess that's sort of the type of like when you're a big enough club then, from Ireland, right? Yeah. You know, we had like Irish guys around and I heard all kinds of different accents, even like various British accents that didn't sound particularly Northern or whatever, but, um, for the, they were pretty chill too. I, I was, 
we were sitting in the nosebleeds at Old Trafford, and I, on the way in, Skyler noticed that I had an Arsenal FC uh, backdrop on my phone. <laughs> and it was like one of those things where, like, this seems like a good thing to change so I don't get stabbed. But I think these guys would have been pretty chill, even if they had seen that I was an Arsenal fan just sitting there quietly. And We haven't seen anyone get stabbed yet, which is, I don't know whether to be disappointed or relieved. Yeah. I mean, have we not lived enough? I, but I think that there's probably a lot of people that will say that, you know, we're idiots and just not very observant and that we missed it in Manchester. And so, like, if you if you miss all the businesses of Manchester, then maybe you miss a lot of the stabbings, too. So we're just not very good. If you know of any good stabbings that we haven't uh, talked about, please call in. Uh, let us know. Share your thoughts. Give yeah. us your... Where do they the post po- the, the schedule? Pointers. I mean, come on. That was a good stabbing <laughs> joke. <laughs> what, the stabbing pointers. schedule? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked everywhere. Um, so, but otherwise, I mean, it was it was a great trip because I got to go with my buddy, I got oh. to be there with him live. I mean, I know for anyone who listens to this podcast or is a United fan, like you probably get to go every season multiple times. For me, this is the fourth time I've gotten to see them play live. And, and apparently the last time you're willing to go to Manchester. Well, every other time I've seen them play live, they've won the match. So oh, that was like, inconsiderate of them. I know. So this breaks my 100% record. Um, but all in all, grading United, I think a C minus at best. And mm. then the the re- the referee definitely made too much of an impact about, on the match. About as bad as you can get. We got four or five yellow cards. They got zero or one. I did think it was very telling at the end of the game. The the Newcastle away support, I have to say, was you know as away support tends to be. They were quite good all game. They were, they were pretty really, really into it. Um, you know, at moments where be- because of the kind of game that we were watching and the United fans are sort of drug into the doldrums and there were probably a few moments in there where they were even louder than the home fans. But I thought it was very telling how elated they seemed at full time to walk away with a nil-nil draw, which I think I think that tells a lot about sort of their mental state and what they think of the club this year. Because And I think it'll be an interesting one to look back on because give it two or three years when we're talking about PSG North. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like the the idea that they were celebrating this nil-nil draw at Old Trafford, like as if they had won the league, that will seem very foreign to us when they have Neymar on the team and everyone else. Oh, don't say that. Uh, let's not <laughs> think about the future. It's not, there's no, there's no optimism available if you do that. <laughs> let's, let's live in the past. Yeah. Jeff- One more thing before we leave Manchester. So while we're there, you know, Manchester, it's a Northern city. It has a certain reputation for being cold. We got up there and it was actually like a, kind of pretty like fall morning sunny but it had a there was a nip to the air and we had looked at the forecast earlier and it was supposed to rain that day and we weren't sure whether our seats would be undercover or not and so i made the executive decision to buy a hat but before you buy a hat you always look and you say is it is it working am i pulling this off and skylar said yeah yeah it looks great man and let's see if Let's see if it does look great. We're going to let the... All right, I'll fill dead air. Uh, so the context of this is that we, we were at the hotel that we stayed in in Manchester, which was called Whitworth Lock. It's actually a pretty nice hotel, uh, although there are some shower stories. So this was for sale behind the counter, and they said it was actually either inspired by homeless people or it goes to homeless people or it's for homeless people. Uh, one of those, but... What was it? Ten bucks? Ten quid? Fifteen. Jeez, overpaid. Um, but <laughs> but basically, I like I'm not getting. This I just didn't room. want him to get hypothermia if it rained because that's what the forecast was that it was going to so rain. You lied to me to keep me alive. 
Yeah, isn't that what all good friends do? I guess I guess when you put it that way, you've rationalized it. I don't know. I think when I looked at pictures of us later, like we snapped a couple selfies like on the way into the stadium next to like Glazer Out banners and stuff like that. And I also had on sunglasses and like between the neon hat that is built for someone half my age and the sunglasses, it looked like, man, here is a guy that's in full midlife crisis mode right now. Look at that. (laughs) Glazers out, but hat in. It actually, it looks like lasers out, which would be, that would be a pretty cool little like, man, like in the like future football when you're playing on Mars. That should be a chant of yours. Lasers out, boys. I mean, lasers technically should be banned because you could probably distract a goalie during a penalty shootout or something. So lasers out is what you're saying. <laughs> but but um, all in all, it was still it was still a great trip because of you know the camaraderie and shit. We did. We had we had good. We had good bands. We had good. You know, like you reach that moment where you're in the road trip and you're not really sure what music to play anymore. And I feel like that's when you end up playing some of the best music. We went down like a whole Cat Stevens wormhole. An Ace of Bass multi-album journey. Skyler wanted to help me get into some of their later career stuff where they weren't even, they they weren't even like Ace of Bass anymore. They were like... Playing bass. Yeah, they were like (laughs) Ace of Analog Instruments. Um, And I have to say I enjoyed it. It was pretty dope. Um, At the the Whitworth Lock Hotel that I just gave that uh, dope shout out to, uh, they had those cool like uh, shower sponsor. shower kind of rooms that I always like. I, pr- I prefer that to like you know all the showers I've ever had in my life. But the like buttons on the side of the showers had no label <laughs> and multi in each direction you turned it did a different thing. So it was like four, but not the thing you wanted it to do. There was a point where I'm trying to get someone from the hotel to come up and help me turn the shower off because they can't turn it off at all. And so this poor uh, young kid comes up and he's like, I got it. I got it. And he goes to turn it off. And instead it just shoots him in the face and he goes, ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty amazing. And, and eventually it was like a, like watching someone wrestle with a big fish on the end of one of those giant commercial fishing poles. Uh, He eventually was able to turn it off. And we both had to like figure out how gently and nimbly you had to to adjust the buttons in order to cease water operations. But didn't you also find it kind of like a little challenging? I I remember you had like texted me something about how you couldn't figure out the shower, and I just was like, oh, "What an idiot!" And then <laughs> when I got in, I realized like there mine was kind of the opposite, but there were two things, and neither of those controlled the temperature, and it was like. The temperature was fine, but I was like, do I just not get to pick here? Or like one of them controlled the temperature. It's just a delayed reaction, and you could keep turning it to the point where it would like either uh, reset or go off of the threads or something. There were like a lot of like weird safety things built in where you like had to press a button to turn a certain amount. Which did nothing. Like, yeah, try that with like soapy hands and good luck. Well, to meet the showers, this is uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just sponsored by the Whitlock Hotel. The Lion King musical in Manchester and the lady that sold me honey roasted peanuts before the game. Speaking of Lion King and speaking of Pride Rock, while um, while we were at this match, another <clears throat> match happened, right? It did. And then I have to say that was bad timing because I would have loved to have seen the Arsenal game live in its full glory, but I was inside Old Trafford trying to sort of enjoy the ticket that I had spent there. It was, you know, from from all accounts... 
we escaped with our lives on this match. I don't know if you have you seen much of the highlights or much of the hubbub about it or anything. No, but you told me the statistical differential. So I mean, we won one nil. The one goal that we had is one of those very improbable goals where uh, it was a beautiful pass to put Bukayo Saka through, but it really looked like he needed to make a cross on the ground to someone who would have a chance of scoring. It was a no angle thing. And interestingly, somebody posted a video of Arteta going through shooting drills with players and talking about what to do when there's not a lot of great options. And one of the things that he had said is like, you know, don't shoot it at the goalie. Don't do a normal shot with no angle. He's like, what you can do is you can sort of dink it back and hope that's for something good to happen. Shoot for the very far back post. So there's a rebound or, you know, and I think the thing that not a lot of people expect is shoot for the roof of the net because the goalie is going to be hunkered down low, expecting you to whiz it in on the ground. And that's what Saka did. He sort of did it like left footed, just sort of dinked it and it hit right in the top netting is a beautiful goal. And I mean, to, to think that it's the kind of thing that they, you all, you know, whenever you score one of those improbable goals like that, you always, Oh yeah, just like we drew it up, just like we practiced. So to know that they actually had been practicing it is just like a testament to the genius of Mikel Arteta, I guess. Um, but that was the one goal that they, all they needed to hang on. Along the way, I mean, uh, Leeds missed a penalty that was very deserved. In the very end of the game, Bamford pushed over Gabriel, and on the way down, Gabriel's cleat hits him. And then he, or actually, there, uh, there's a certain argument on Twitter right now that maybe it didn't even hit him, but as he's falling, his leg is near Bamford. And Bamford, of course, like makes a meal out of it. And they, they awarded the penalty in the moment and VAR took it away because mm. it was clearly his foul first. But to do that at Ellen Road in the 94th minute, um, when Bamford had already missed a penalty earlier, like credit, as I've always said, VAR is good and awesome and I support it 100% of the time. We don't have time to go into VAR as a topic, <laughs> as a broader topic, but um, agree to disagree. It's been kind of a bit for me lately. <laughs> um, but I, I guess uh, for Jeff, uh, even though you didn't get to watch the match, the result and the league positioning, uh, you'll take it. Yeah, it's a weird, you know, up until this point, everyone has sort of treated Arsenal when we've been top of the league this season as sort of a temporary thing. And but now you look at it and you're four points clear where it's like, you know, we can show up with our balls hanging out of our pants next week and still be top of the league. And like, that's, that's a strange moment where it's like, you start to build in a little bit of wiggle room for yourself. And frankly, with this team, I think we're going to need, I think we're going to need quite a lot of balls wiggling room. If this team is going to have any chance to win the league, which I still, I thought, I still think we're not the favorite for, even if we're in front right now, but, um, I don't know. I mean, the more that we can stack some of these chips up early on, let's do so. Well, it also happened happened this it also happened to happen the same day that City had one of their first rare slip-ups of the entire season. Right. Uh, against uh shitty Liverpool. Like, you know that shit mid-table team Liverpool? <laughs> yes, I do know that shit Liverpool. Um and I I have to say, you know, may, hopefully this is not the game that gets them their mojo back. Um, yeah, ever, ever again. <laughs> I, I mean, and also speaking of, so interestingly enough, so in two days time on Thursday, we're going to be going to the Emirates initially. All right. Let's just, let's just transition to <laughs> initially we would have been going to the Emirates to see Man City versus Arsenal. I have to say 
you know, I've seen some Arsenal fans say something along the lines of like, well, you know, maybe it would have been great to play them now that they've like on the skid. And it's like, I, I could not disagree more. We're like, I think that's they one don't of those, lose two matches in a row. Typically. That's one of those wake up call games for them. Like they're going to come out firing on all cylinders in the next few matches. And I'm glad that it won't be against us. Um, I'd like to play them when they're sleeping at the wheel again, if, if at all possible. Yeah. I'm glad they're not going to six, three you like they just did to my club uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, but upcoming fixtures. So uh, tomorrow uh, we're going to, because I'm a sadist and Jeff is a good friend, mm. or is it I'm a masochist? I'm a masochist. I'm not a sadist. I take that back. I'm a masochist. We're going I'm to watch. I'm a sadist because I'm going to watch you. It's United Spurs, right? Uh, is that right? Yeah, I think it's United Spurs. That's how little sleep I've gotten uh, on this trip tomorrow. Yep, United Spurs. It's a late match here. It's 8.15 p.m., so we're probably going to eat dinner beforehand. Yeah. And then go to some overcrowded, uh, packed like a can of sardines pub uh, and watch it. Which, you know, I'd like to do, but kind of what I already knew but really learned firsthand here is how much harder it is to watch football in the United Kingdom. It's so much easier to watch it. in the ass. The, the timing sucks in L.A. and New York. Like, sometimes it's four in the morning, but I can watch every match. Right. And here it's like rolling blackouts all over the place yeah and it's it depends on the time that the match kicks off right it's, i mean these weeknight matches we should be fine but you're right that if it's a 3 p.m match that's not a good thing and then you know even it's interesting i think if you go into any sort of like irish and or british pub in america or most places in the world they will probably have the sky sports package and the you know this and that and you'll be able to watch any premier league game certainly probably all the cups as well um Whereas that is not a guarantee, you know, like we had like a really nice lunch in a pub today, but if you notice, there's no TVs there. And like, did you notice the, the, the prices that they charge the local pubs here to show football games? Like, it's not like they just have to buy TV, you know, the cable package. They have to buy it at some exorbitant rate, you know, and it filters down to us because then there's a reason why a pint is seven fifty in those pubs because they're paying, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they're basically a stadium now and they have to charge stadium prices. But otherwise the prices have actually been super insanely reasonable, especially with the conversion rate being yeah. nuts right now. Shout out to Liz trust for bankrupting your economy. That's been very convenient for the two of us. I mean, yeah, uh, it's been great. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> conservative politicians. Yeah. He, he never said again, um, <laughs> But, but, you know, so we're going to... Even, gonna, like, I remember that, like, within the stadium, it was like, do I get another beer? I don't need another beer. And then I looked, and I was like, three fifty for a beer in the stadium. I'm losing money if I don't buy this beer. This is like what a water costs at the Costco food court outside. <laughs> yeah. um, so so uh, so we'll be going to that match tomorrow, and uh, Jeff hinted at it, but then Thursday we're going to see Arsenal. It would only be fair after I dragged into the elephant graveyard that was uh, the Newcastle match. <laughs> Now I'm ready for the show called Europa League, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first Europa League match. Oh, wow. Like a few Look months ago, you. Ronaldo. Uh, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're going to go see Arsenal versus PSV Eindhoven, which uh, I think PSV still has Cody Gakpo, uh, United target from the summer, who's been balling. He, he's been at everyone target seemingly forever. It makes you wonder if he'll become the next, like, uh, Zaha, where it's like he's linked to everyone. Con- oh, you guys actually bought Zaha. I literally forgot that. I wasn't even trying to. But 
He's one of those weird players where, like, every window he's linked to everyone. But then, for the most part, he's just been a Crystal Palace player we now. Were, except that I really – I can't believe I forgot that. Gakpo, we would have bought if Anthony had cost $100 million quids. Quids. That's yeah, how like, they say it. Squid. 100, 100 million squid squid bits. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he's, he's like, a big, uh, physical, fast – talented winger and that's like probably the guy to watch and then i'm pretty sure psv einhoven is coached by manchester united legend rude van Nistelrooy. so that's who i'll be trying to meet uh and flash on the street you're gonna you're going balls out like arsenal in the next match perhaps i'm gonna behave very rude <laughs> but i'm excited to go uh act i i had a good time the previous couple times i've been emirates um some good tea uh for sale do they really? Yeah, it's a nice uh, solid tea, some finger sandwiches, some books on etiquette and manners. That's uh, not true. Some some really cosmopolitan magazines, not cosmopolitan the magazine, but cosmopolitan magazines. I do think that uh, I think that it'll be pretty amazing. Like we, I went to the Bodo Glimp game, and that is decidedly a lower level of game than the one that we're going to see, mm-hmm. and the place was rocking. And now, you know, four points clear at the top of the table. Like, I'm hoping that it'll be party time. Are you, what is your, how are you doing in the Europa League table for your group? Top? We are top. And, you know, I think that that is a very important place to be now. So you can play some younger players? So that we can play some of the younger players. But when you're looking at Champions League and you're looking at some of the teams that look like they're going to flunk out into Europa League, it's not going to be who everyone expects. And I think there's going to be some absolute whales that screw up their group stage and end up in Europa League. And so if you can avoid them by topping your group, I think that's super important. We'll get Barcelona, uh, of course. You'll get, <laughs> I don't know, some kindergarten. Uh, that'd be great. Ludogrets. Ludogrets. I, I always pronounce that Ludogrets, like as if it's like, what's your fantasy in 2002? Arsenal just has to play some of the tertiary characters from Fast and Furious 3. <laughs> so so that'll be Thursday. And then uh, Jeff is uh, going to go on a little trippy-poo. And I'm fucking off. As they say. Um, going to go to Spain. Not to dox you. Don't go to Spain looking for Jeff. You won't find him. Even the address of the hotel. And some of the, and some of the shows nearby, maybe. Yeah, I think it's... Um, <laughs> fuck, I can only think of Lion King. Um Guess guess a word guess a title of a play and we'll see if it's been a title of a play in Spanish. I'll do it too, and if one of us gets it right, then that means something. El Gatos. <laughs> um, or just be gatos. Gatos. Mm, una cara. Oh no, wait. Un I gotta do, I try to do once. Un, 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 un carro. The play is just called a car. No, that's stupid. It, that's probably not. Un carro. Sayama desire. <laughs> I could do it in German, like "die uh, fuck die salesman is tot." Die fuck die salesman is tot. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, I feel like yeah, we're at the forty-three minute mark. That's basically we thought we'd have more soccer to talk about, more football, more soccer for you to meet. Yeah, but it's been mostly drinking and hanging out and eating shit. <laughs> to be fair, we're at the forty-three minute mark. 
I plan to spend the next 40 minutes rolling around on the floor, retying my shoe a la Newcastle. And so we're going to get to 90 one way or the other. But we packed in the good stuff early. Speaking of 90, that's how many minutes I've slept in five days. (laughs) Skyler was so deliriously tired on the street today that he was yelling at me about Tylenol PM and we were trying to figure out what it is or what that would be called here because they don't have Tylenol, they have Panadol and all that stuff. And uh, literally random passersby started giving him uh, drug recommendations um, and we and we took them and we'll see how he sleeps tonight. Hey mate, it's called Tylenol Get Banged is what it's called here. <laughs> the Tylenol Get Banged edition. It, this, ha- this has happened to me many times where I will repeat something back to someone that I think just like, wait, am I getting that correctly? And they will think because I'm saying it exactly the way they did, they will think. So the guy was like, yeah, you got some night nurse. And I was like, oh, night nurse. (laughs) And I was thinking in my head, like like, N-U-S-S. Like Robitussin. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh, nuss, like tuss, like tussin, like put a little tussin on it. Okay. And then eventually we realized it was night nurse you're you're, you're you're short selling yourself a little bit because he was sort of like this i want to say like tall like uh herman munster shaped guy and <laughs> his voice was very much like that harry kane sort of like oh, no news no news no 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 and i was like i don't know the fuck he's saying i'm not gonna sleep tonight am i this is just the way that things <laughs> We're are so close but so far um, what for you, Jeff, has been of my visit? I know you've been here for a few months, so maybe it's a little different for you. What has been your highlights, highlight or highlights of the trip? Mm. And I'll give you mine. And we've really lit. We did. We did some comedy here in London. We did. Um, it's been nonstop comedy in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, it's just a laugh riot. That's what they say. Oh look, four hours left till we're in Manchester. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> hmm. I had to say, like... None of it. You hated every minute. Yeah, didn't like a bit. No, uh, I, in our, on our first day, we were just sort of... We went for a little bike ride over to Camden, did some exploring, had some Nando's. Nando's? Nando's. Nando's? Nando's, if you're from here. And Nando's, if you're Nando's. from New Jersey. Um, we had some Nando's, and it was great. Um, but yeah, just getting, to, just getting to hang. It definitely was not the 90 minutes of whatever that was we watched in Old Trafford. So I, I enjoyed the Nando's, Nando's, Nando's too. Um, getting to hang out with all of Jeff's friends from his improv troupe was pretty that was dope. Awesome. That was cool. Because I, not only is Jeff cool, but amongst these very cool, funny British people, Jeff's like kind of a little celebrity and they kind of adore him. True. <laughs> they kind of think he's super fucking cool. And that was great to witness and get to be his like Robin to his Batman Aww. for a little bit. Um, My ego is rock hard now. And basically, it was great to just flirt with all of Jeff's friends. Um, <laughs> but then what else happened? Oh, so we we went to play on, it was like the day after I arrived. We oh, had yeah. like a yes. 9 a.m. Uh, five-a-side football match that we signed up for because God get as much football in as possible. Yeah, I like to call it, I don't have a thing that I like to call it. I was going to try to do something with the math, but it's five-a-side but you got to be over 35 to play, which we so just made it. We, we, we showed up early because I'm here. So, of course, we're going to be up. Uh, we're going to be there way too early to the point where we're waiting around like <laughs> idiots. And we were basically waiting for them to open the bathroom so I could take a massive crap. Um, and then uh, like poop. 
Yeah, and then there was another match uh, happening beforehand. They were a little short, so they invited uh, Jeff and I to play with them, and they were not over 35. They were under 35, which is yeah. the other option that, that you could sucked. be. Yeah, that sucked, but it was it was good to you know get going. And I think as two Americans, uh, I mean, I play at like a beer league, rec soccer league in L.A., and you've played in various uh, capacities in your travels to uh, Asia and such. I, I picked up the game at age 27, which is a little late. Um, so Skyler's definitely a better player than I am, but I don't know. We had a good time. It was it was a great group of guys um, in both games, actually. I really enjoyed even the younger one as much as I, that was maybe a little uh, faster competition. Um, it was fun. I'm pretty sure Jeff hit the post while I was taking my turn in goal, and that would have probably... Oh, and, you were in goal for that? Ended my street cred? I think so. I don't remember. I blocked out a lot of what's happened. But then, Skyler did have a last-minute brace in the game. Skyler Van Persie, as they call me, you know. <laughs> um, but it was it was great to like have kind of a shit. And we stopped and we canceled the other game that we were going to play. That's very Van Persie-esque. My foot's better now, so I'm ready for. I'm going to play with them again next Saturday after Jeff is head headed to vacation Salona. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to I'm going to pick up another match with them. But you know, it's just nice to like be an American who doesn't totally disappoint all the other British people that are expecting you to disappoint them. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but it looked cool for you. <laughs> it did look cool for me. Uh, it felt great. I wish I wish I could have been recording. <laughs> I would have <laughs> I would have I would have been buried with that footage. Um, and then I'm I'm just I'm honestly looking I'm looking forward to the the watching the match tomorrow going to see Arsenal on Thursday like just taking it all in as much as I can as much as it would be easy to just be like a homer and to be like yeah. I only care about my own boring disappointing team but like it's just it's nice to do stuff here and it's nice to have a friend who's you know on on the ground and huh. and and already sort of learning the area and I can ask stupid questions and you can give me uh, the stupid answer that you've already learned good times and and, and share that knowledge. Um, yeah, it's it's been cool. Uh, also, what's weird? Last thing, Jeff told me on the way overhand, and I didn't on the way over here, and I didn't believe him. He's like, "Oh yeah, so COVID's kind of over here." Oh yeah, and I was like, "But it's not. It's like the forever <laughs> war against our immune system. There's no way it's over here. It is over here in terms no of there's not a single fucking person wearing a mask. Like I I would be wearing a mask anywhere in LA that's indoors. Yeah." Nobody cares here. Um, like on the tube, that there was like moments where we got on the tube where it was like we were in like a Japanese train, like where like you see it as a YouTube video because of how effed up it is. Yeah, that happens to us. And I'm like, Jeff, can we please walk home like six <laughs> miles instead of this? I'm like super anxious. Skyler asks every day, I'm like, how far is it to walk? It's like, dude, two hours. Like we're, we gotta go somewhere. But yeah. So I made him take a cab. I mean, I made his cab. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like COVID's over. It's cover. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, in a way it's been nice unless I get it all of a sudden in the next few days. Then it won't be nice. I have just like settled into like the comfort of denial here. So that's great. Deni deni is it plausible deniability? Yeah. Um, the tides of denial. The t oh, the tides of March. No, nope, that's <laughs> the tides. The tides of March. All right, we've got one more topic, and then I guess we have a little time for free for free chat about anything you want to talk about, including okay. your homeless beanie uh, <laughs> that you're puppeting off camera. So, Skyler got an ill-advised United tattoo the Friday before the trip, 
And if you're watching, it looks, I mean, I guess this is just what tattoos look like now a week later, but it looks surprisingly like just finished and not like scabby Stabby. and disgusting. And well, there's new tattoo technology or technology. Tatooine is what it's called. Yeah. No, it's a Saniderm, which apparently if you've gotten a lot of tattoos lately, you're probably like, Oh yeah, I know all about Saniderm. You guys don't know anything, but it was like, it's like a, plastic transparent sheet that they just put over your tattoo and it just seals in all the it's like a slow um it's like an air fryer it just seals in all the juices and mm. and it becomes less fattening yum um but basically yeah it like speeds up your tattoo healing by like a couple of weeks and uh yeah it's and also no one no one has stabbed me i know you can't see it uh if if i wanted to describe it it's a uh, it's got GGMU up top, Glory, Glory, Man United. It's the Manchester United badge with a very messed up Red Devil with a trident pitchfork coming out of it. It's pretty serious. Pretty serious devil. He looks like one of the side characters from Lil Mickey that likes Popeye's chicken. Yeah. If you can imagine that. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing if he had like a like a little Easter egg of Popeye's chicken Is in there the somewhere. Shizmet? Yeah, that'd be amazing. And then You could just turn that little like box thing that he's holding. Into like a Popeyes to go box with That'd be biscuits. Amazing. That'd be amazing. Do that. And then underneath, it's got the three years that we've won the Champions League. And what if you win the Champions League again? You ask. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got this tattoo, and good friend of the pod, uh, Stevie Lau, basically told me I would definitely get stabbed and die. Uh, but so far, no one has given a shit, which in a way might mean United has approached irrelevancy to <laughs> yeah. to the locals. People um, have given Skyler like a couple bits of spare change and some advice. And it's actually that. paid for my entire trip twice over. <laughs> uh, how how much sympathy I've gotten in yeah. money in sympathy money. Um, we've also got what what else did we get? We went to a really cool whiskey place today. Oh, that was dope. You want to do like the three sentence version of what that place is all about? Yeah, they kind of like they they buy up a bunch of like whiskey casts and then they like blend it and barrel it their themselves and bottle it themselves rather. And um, so you can I don't know you can get they can't really tell you like oh this is Lagavulin or this is that or this, but um, everything is really nice. I bought a sherry cast one, and then which one did you end up getting? I got I basically was just like listen, I know this is British. I drink Japanese whiskey. What can you do for me? And he was basically like. This one's uh, probably the appropriate one. I'm sorry, I can't even do a good impression of him because he spoke better than I can do yeah. an impression of him. He like, didn't sound like a Ponzi asshole. He sounded cool. Yeah, he was He was cool. If you're listening, I don't know how you would be. Oh, he gave us his name. What was it? I don't remember. Lemony Snicket. Uh, and he gave us some very fortunate series of whiskeys. Yeah. We he gave us some some recommendations, places to go. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw Daniel's comedian Daniel Simonson last evening. He was as awkward as build. Yeah, Norwegian comic uh, who made us feel bad for him while we laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we laughed for him out of pity. No, he was super funny, but like I just wanted to cuddle him. Which uh, the second or third joke was about how awful that would be for him if anyone touched him ever again. <laughs> so. Immediately changed uh, directions on that. And it's been, yeah, it's been a lot of eating. Um, Jeff's family's been super cool. Uh, his kids Skyler are... bribed my kids to make videos to... <laughs> oh, wait, you can't just <laughs> say that sentence. Cool. Yeah, thank you. I'm like, please finish the sentence. <laughs> of, all right, well, Skyler uh, and Weinstein Entertainment are partnering together to... <laughs> 
no, uh, basically Jeff's kids are hilarious. And I wanted to capture them saying really cool things, uh, bigging me up and make, making me sound like I'm the bee's knees. Um, the dog's bollocks. And it costs $10. And it's honestly the best <laughs> cameo money I ever spent. Oh. Um, and you've spent some money on cameo. I have. Thank you <laughs> for outing me as a cool guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So anything else you want to cover? We're at 56 minute mark. This is like a nope. nice uh, nice express lane of a podcast. Uh, it's time for us to take some uh, nightness. Some nightness. We're going to take some nightness and pass right the fuck out. <laughs> You're getting better. Yeah. Well, this my statham has always been good. It's all the other ones. Where it's like, the, the Rotherham baby snatcher. Like, that's that's an A-minus impression. A-minus, indeed. And there's always a Rotherham baby snatcher. They're never from anywhere else. Yeah, not Nottingham. Got a sheriff there. Not Nottingham. All right, Jeff, do you want to say uh, goodbye? Follow us at Tweet the Sockers. Tweet at us there. Uh, yeah, see ya. You're always good with the plugs. Plugging. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. A soccer podcast that probably won't last. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. Skyler and Jeff don't know how to rhyme.